Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast, December 30th bowl games preview edition. Uh, we're closing out bowl season here before we move on to the playoff. I am Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech fan, a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. Mike, it's been a long week. Uh, he is Mike McDaniel, a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question, which of these games are you more excited about? This is a, this should be a pretty fun day of bowl games for the ACC. Yeah, so we got the Tax Slayer Bowl, Joey, uh, between Louisville and 23rd-ranked Mississippi State. I'll always call this the Gator Bowl. I think it's a shame they're calling it something different. Mm-hmm. And the Capital One Orange Bowl, Miami and Wisconsin. Of course, Miami ranked 10th, Wisconsin ranked 6th. I'm more excited about the Orange Bowl. Miami has been really solid for most of the year. But we've seen what can happen when they play really good teams. The problem with, with Wisconsin is, and we'll get into this in a couple of minutes, is that you know Wisconsin's not really that explosive on offense. You shut down their running game, and you make Alex Hornibrook beat you as a passer, you got to like your chances to win the game. And we've seen that recipe work for Miami this year against Virginia Tech, against Notre Dame most notably. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that game pans out. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. But I'll keep an eye on that Gator Bowl as well, and I'm still calling it the Gator Bowl. That a boy. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll get to the Orange Bowl here in just a second, but we are going to start with the uh, Gator Bowl or the Tax Slayer Bowl, as it is now referred to. Uh, at noon on the thirtieth on ESPN, the Louisville Cardinals are a six and a half point favorite against the number twenty three Mississippi State Bulldogs. I will what do you start know? another team without a head coach. Yeah, first of all, uh, as we we mentioned for the December 29th games, both A and M, Texas A and M, and Arizona State are going to be without a head coach. Uh, Mississippi State's without a head coach too. Dan Mullen has uh, up and gone to Florida and uh, taken a lot of his staff with him, to my knowledge. So uh, curious to see how this one goes or doesn't go. Um, I, I would point out too, and maybe this is a lot of a, a related thing, is that I like the fact that. Uh, Louisville is a six and a half point favorite as an unranked team over a ranked team. Um, that's kind of a, a kind of a big line for what you know typically would mean that Mississippi State's a better team. But uh, at this point, I don't know really, really what they are. Um, Mississippi State coming off a pretty rough Egg Bowl loss uh, to Ole Miss that that did not sit well with a lot of the uh, Ole Miss fans, I would imagine. Uh, they've lost two out of three, but the other loss was to Alabama uh, in a very, very close home game that, um, you know, was a, was a fun game to watch and, and almost uh, almost ended up pulling that one out. Um, ultimately, though, Mike, six and a half points with Louisville. I think I understand it, and, and I think I kind of like Louisville to cover that. Um, the big thing here maybe for Louisville's defense is that Jair Alexander is not playing in this game. He has uh, declared for the NFL draft and stead, you know, stated that he's going to sit out this game. Um, the biggest issue that causes is that Louisville's pass defense has been entirely 
you know, two different animals depending on if Jair Alexander's on the field or not, uh, which is pretty pretty amazing. But also talks about a guy that is probably ready for the NFL. Um, Lamar Jackson though is playing, and uh, I I think that's pretty much all that matters here. If it's me, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, he's all right. Um, y'all might not have heard of him already. Um, he can throw and he can run, and he's pretty fun to watch. So if you haven't seen him play yet, I would recommend you might want to flip on this game. Who's the uh, guy that won the Heisman again last year? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was Lamar. You're right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I forgot there for a second. Yep. Nobody talked about him this year. So, yeah, uh, he just didn't get the recognition he deserved. I mean, Baker Mayfield had a fantastic season, so I get it. But yeah, he's all right, too. Yes, uh, yeah, very, he's very all right, so it's hard to, you know, really take any, you know, heed with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the Jair Alexander thing. Um, I think the one advantage Louisville has in this game, even though they won't have their best corner and really the best player on their defense, is that Nick Fitzgerald has only completed about 55% of his passes this season. Um, he a lot going for them, uh, running the football, throwing the football, a true dual threat there. Um, of an offense very balanced system but yeah I tend to side with you here I like Louisville to win this game I think Joey Um, there's just too much Lamar Jackson Mississippi State their entire coaching staff's gone that does matter for bowl game prep I mean it does and you're playing the most explosive player in the country the most exciting athlete in the country um, you know arguably the best player in the country and Lamar Jackson how are you going to be able to stop that without your coaching staff. That's my whole thing. It's like, how how well are you going to be prepared to stop a player as dynamic as Lamar Jackson, who's one of the most dynamic players we've had in college football in quite some time? So I'm with you. I'm going to take Louisville to win this thing and cover, I think, and, you know, we can all move on from this Tax Slayer Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dan Mullen, the head coach and offensive guru, basically, that put together that team, he's gone. Todd Grantham, the defensive coordinator, he's gone. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't. I don't have any reason to expect that Mississippi State is going to come out ultra organized and ultra effective, really, in this game. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. Uh, I think Louisville wins this game pretty comfortably. I think this is a nice little send off for Lamar Jackson before he goes to the uh, to the NFL. We talked about this like about a month ago, but I'm, I'm a little surprised that Lamar Jackson is playing in this game. Um, if I were him, I, I would heavily, heavily consider not playing. Run for the hills. Yeah. Um, there's nothing good that can come from playing this game for him. Uh, maybe for his teammates, you know, it's good to be there for them, and that's, that's great. But, you know, there's a lot of money on the line of, of you know, playing in this game or not if, if something were to go wrong. So, um Here's to hoping that nothing does go wrong. But in any case, Mike, uh, that is the Tax Slayer Bowl at noon on ESPN on December 30th once again. Let's move on to the Capital One Orange Bowl, uh, one of the New Year's Six Bowls, uh, also on December 30th. This one's at 8 p.m. on ESPN, so there's a little bit of gap between these games. This should be a, a lot of fun, Mike, I think, if you're if you're down for some defensive football at the very least. Uh the number 10 Miami Hurricanes are at a neutral site game, which is technically at home, against the number six Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Miami, a six and a half point underdog in this game. Um, we were talking about this, not really totally sure what to expect. Um, here's, here's my approach to this game, Mike. 
This is a big game at night at home for Miami. They haven't yet lost a big night game at home. I don't care what what else they've looked like. So I, I'm really, really tempted to take Miami to cover and just win outright. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, you're right. Oh, thanks. There you go. So <laughs> hard for me to tell you that you're wrong when you're right, Joey. It's one of those things. <laughs> um, Alex Hornibrook, 15 interceptions this year. 15. That's uh, a lot. John- yeah, it's a lot. Jonathan Taylor, over 1,800 yards rushing. Uh, obviously a fantastic player for Wisconsin. He's going to be good for a long, long time. As a freshman, 13 touchdowns. You know, he's going to go down as one of the great Wisconsin running backs that that school has had. And that there's a long list there. I mean, Wisconsin's had a lot of really good running backs come through there. Problem is Miami can stop the run. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that Wisconsin has. Very similar to Notre Dame, right? Notre Dame went in to that game against Miami. They said, hey, we run the ball really well. We're a top three or four rushing attack in the nation. Stop us. We got a you know, a Heisman candidate, Josh Adams. We're going to hand him the ball, and let's see if you can stop it. And Miami stopped it. If Wisconsin's run game gets stopped here, I don't know what they're going to do because Hornybrook will throw Miami the football. And we know that once the turnover chain comes out, and this is a momentum team playing in a – you know, it's technically neutral site, but it's a home game for Miami. They've won a lot of those this year, especially at night. It's a big game. You know, Miami's not in the playoff, but I think they'll come out plenty motivated to play in the Orange Bowl against a really good Wisconsin football team. Uh, I think Wisconsin keeps it relatively close, but I'm I'm definitely siding with Miami here. I think they win the thing outright, and, I, you know, I, I just don't think there's enough firepower on Wisconsin, especially through the air. Uh, to win this football game. I think Wisconsin's defense will keep them in it because, you know, Malik Rozier just isn't really that good of a quarterback. I mean, let's call it what it is. Um, and Wisconsin's defense has been really good all year. Uh, the concern is obviously protecting Malik Rozier, which was a problem for the back half of the season. It's why they lost to Pittsburgh. It's why they got blown out by Clemson. And Wisconsin has a really good front seven, and they'll get after Rozier, and, th- and they'll keep it competitive. But I just have this hunch, Joey, that Hornybrook's going to throw an interception or two that's going to be pivotal. And I think Miami, with the momentum, they'll be able to flip field position. And I think that'll be enough to get the job done. So Wisconsin's the favorite here, but I think Miami wins the game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be competitive. But I think they'll make uh, one or two more plays on defense. It'll be the deciding factor in the game. So uh, give me Miami to win this thing. Yeah, uh, I, I'm thinking through the path to victory for Wisconsin, and I think it, it involves a, a heavy dose of their power rushing, you know, between the tackles kind of attack. Um, I have questions as to whether, you know, they'll be too big and physical up front, you know, for Miami's defense and the speed to really take effect. I also said that before the Notre Dame game, and we know how that went. Um, so I... I I think Miami's going to be all right here. Um, I think there's always some chance, you know, that uh, that a team like Wisconsin, as good as they are, will, uh, you know, still just line up and, and beat Miami from what they've got. Um, but, yeah, I think this is all about protecting Lake Rozier. If he's got time to throw, if, he, if he's able to, you know, get something going maybe in the run game, um, they're going to need to hit some big plays, but that's kind of what they've done all year. Um Miami scoring drives very rarely go more than like six or seven plays. And I, I think that that probably holds true here as well. I, I don't think that they're going to be having, having any uh, long drawn out scoring drives in this game. So um, I, I, I think I'm with you here, Mike. I think I'm, I'm going to take Miami to cover and actually, yeah, just give me the Canes outright. 
uh, at night, at home, in a big spot here. I think that they'll come to play the way that they have a couple times this year. Should be fun, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very fun. I, I think this will be an interesting game. Now, the total here is 45, and I, I'm not really going to touch that. Um, I think that if, if there's no turnovers in this game, this is probably a low-scoring game, you know, like a game of 20 punts or something like that. But um, if there are turnovers, it could very quickly be short fields. There could be a couple of defensive scores, you know. Um, so, so especially with how good Miami's defense has been at creating turnovers, I, I think that there's a chance that you start to see some of those. So, um, yeah, careful picking against that number. So you got two quarterbacks who love to turn the football over, but you also have two quarterbacks that when they're good, they're really efficient. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch that either. I'm a thousand percent with you there. Yeah. Um, so this game could kind of go a couple different ways. Um, so, but should be a lot of fun to watch though, at the very least. I think both these teams will give you a good effort and uh, make this kind of pretty fun to watch. So highly recommended. This is uh, appointment viewing. It'll be the only college football game on at the time. So uh, go for it. Have at it. Please do. Mike, anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good. So that wraps up like traditional bowl season. Um, we do have one more game that we should probably come back and talk about uh, here yeah, in the sure? next couple days. I, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably worth talking about. Um, Clemson's in the playoff. They might win the national title again, so we should probably uh, you know get the, get the people ready for that. And they're playing Alabama for the third straight year in a really meaningful game in early January, so... Not going to lie, I'm pretty pumped for Clemson-Bama 3. I mean, it's hard not to. <laughs> and also, this game's on... I mean, this game's on primetime TV, January 1. Alabama was a team that a lot of people were arguing shouldn't have even been in the playoff, and they're in, and mm-hmm. we know what they can do and what they're capable of. And we know Dabo versus Nick Saban is a, re- is a very real thing where they have frequent bets when they play against each other. One takes the other out to dinner. So... If, even if you're not a fan of these two teams, at least be a fan of that. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Mike, but yeah, we're going to come back and preview that game separately. Uh, in the meantime, they can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel ACC, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, y'all can find us on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on the Overcast app, and several other places, likely. Uh, Mike, where else can they find us on the social medias? Uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. Absolutely. Please go do that. Uh, Mike, this has been fun. Uh, you want to come back and talk about the playoff? I do. Sounds good. Well, uh, we will do that. And until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Uh, enjoy these bowl games. And until next time, go ACC. I like the